Letting it build up, baby. It's gonna take a few seconds, but I'm okay with this. <laughs> We're over here rocking. Jesus loves you! Woo! Happy Good Friday, Easter weekend edition of Righteous Rebuild Podcast. A podcast where restoration takes place. Good morning, folks. How are y'all doing this morning? My name is John Hutton, and I am super excited to be here with you. Alongside me is my wonderfully and awesomely beautifully made wife, Madison. Uh, we're just actually super excited for Easter. It's one of my favorite holidays. How are you doing this morning? Doing pretty good, as always. That's good. <laughs> I'm super excited. We almost have our nursery completely done for the arrival of our little girl. We came up with a name. Are we ready to tell people the name of our girl? Probably, yeah. Should I like do a drum roll? A little bit. A little bit. Say it. Holly. Holly. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're going to name our girl Holly. Um, there's a lot of reasoning behind that. Uh, one being the fact that we watched this TV show called Breaking Bad and their daughter was Holly. And we just fell in love with the name because uh, who, who's better than the father uh, or, who, who, you know, than Walter White? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but, but there was also a lot of other meaning behind it, um, but that's just the jokingly. But anyways, uh, today we're going to be discussing a little bit about Easter, because how can we not? It's Easter weekend. We have to, you know, take advantage of that. And so um, today we're going to go ahead and get into it. Uh, Madison, I guess, let's just go ahead and start. I, every time I think of Easter, I like to automatically think of, like, of course, Jesus' resurrection and, and, and how... If it wasn't for the resurrection, as Paul says in his work in the Bible, that if it's not for the resurrection, then this all essentially is pointless, you know. And a lot of times, though, I've seen in America, and really within the last five to ten years, not that I'm that old to really remember much past that and before that, but it seems like Easter comes earlier and earlier each year. You know, by the time they're I'm getting old, <laughs> well, it's like by the time they're getting rid of the Christmas decorations, yes. already come. <laughs> yep. You start seeing Easter eggs, and <laughs> it's like Easter ain't here until April. You know what I'm saying? And we're here in December 27th, and and Easter stuff's already up. But um, we we commercialize everything. Mm -hmm. You know, Christmas we commercialize. Uh, Easter we commercialize. These are some of the most important holidays in the history of not only the world but in the history of our religion and Christianity. And I really love Easter because it really shows us the symbolism and, and, a, and gives us a reminder for not only what Jesus done on the cross but what Jesus did to death and into the the power of sin which was completely crushed and destroyed it. You know, uh when he rose again from the dead it was completely different. It was something that had never happened before aside from when he did it to Lazarus and stuff like that but nobody ever defeated death Jesus he went into the pit of hell and stole the keys out of hell <laughs> so that we we could live that freedom you know and so I love Easter and, and a lot of people I've heard you know who who are non-Christians they're like well would you really believe that somebody defeated death, that they rose again from the dead, that, that all this stuff is actually true. Of course. Of course I believe. You know, and so...
in middle school, I actually had a teacher. He was my science teacher, and he would always uh, say, prove it. Prove it. Like, he, he had this weird voice as if, like, the deeper he spoke, the the more we were likely to prove something. And, and uh, a lot of times we get lazy as Christians and stuff like that, and we're, like, not able to fully defend the gospel. But really... Like Paul says, the gospel is nothing without the resurrection. So how can we expect to defend the gospel if we don't know how to defend the resurrection, right? And uh, believe it or not, there's so much defense out there for the resurrection of Christ. Uh, There's so many theories against his resurrection. And I can tell you each and every single one of those theories can be refuted within a matter of probably about five seconds for each one. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a theory out there that Jesus was drugged, okay? Uh, he, when I say drugged, not like drugged by a horse, but he, he, they gave him these uh, things like, of... Like sleeping Yeah, you know, like that, you know like the equivalent of that. You know, they gave Jesus medicine so that he could endure the cross. And, and whenever he died, and I say that with air quotation marks for you know y'all who can't see uh whenever jesus quotation mark died uh he didn't actually die the theory says that instead of dying he continued on and 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 lived his life elsewhere and this is actually refuted in many different ways it's wrong on so many levels one being uh the very fact that the romans themselves uh, the soldiers, they had a really big responsibility when they were crucifying people back in those days. You know, they crucified many, many people uh, as a not only a fear tactic, but as a way to have control and order within their cities. Yes, they went to extreme. And I can imagine if they brought that today, we'd have a lot of bad people off the streets, but we'd also have a lot of innocent people like Jesus who, um, who never got a chance at fair t- trial, right? And so... Uh, we, we see that the, the Romans, they had a very big duty in a very routine way of doing their crucifixions. And in fact, if they did not carry out that obligation, they were sentenced to the punishment of the person who committed the crime. And so why would you drug somebody who you can care less about. You're a Roman. You're not a Jew. You don't care about their religion. Why would you... It's not worth worth dying yourself. Well, yeah, and and some people might say, well, uh, there's people out there who are willing to die for a cause uh, that that they don't believe in. Are you? Are you really willing to die for a cause that you don't personally believe in? Okay, Uh, if you make that argument, let's go ahead. Uh, Go ahead and die for... Uh, any type of cause that you don't believe in. Die for what's going on in Russia right now. Die for the Russian cause. Die for the uh, Iranian cause. Die for all these causes that, that we don't believe in. Nobody's willing to do that, right? And so why would they be willing to back then? Now, the other issue is the, the Roman soldiers themselves didn't want to endure the suffering of Christ. And furthermore, the Roman soldiers had no... Uh, impact. They had no, I guess, money in the game uh, to to really benefit from lying for Jesus. It's not like Jesus had money. He was in ministry. He didn't have a job, really. <laughs> you know, uh, for for those who are in ministry, they understand what that means. But you know, there's that theory. There's also the theory that um, Jesus was fed to the dogs. That they just threw him in a ditch and and fed them to the dogs. Again, that's 
completely a lie too because not only did they the Roman soldiers have an obligation to the death of the people that they crucified they also had an obligation to the way that they buried them right and Jesus had a particular case where he was actually given a grave which actually fulfilled a prophecy and by the way something interesting about the prophecy is if you take all the prophecies that Jesus fulfilled there are so many of them right I mean like hundreds you know of prophecies that one man fulfilled I want to put this into perspective if you grab a penny and you fill the entire state of Texas up with a penny you've got to fill it up two feet high with pennies if you put them flat on the ground and when you do that I want you to mark one penny however you want to mark it whether it be black red your initial whatever I want you to throw that penny randomly in the state of Texas and I want you to go in there blindfolded from another area or from any area and go grab that penny that's the likelihood of one man fulfilling all the prophecies that Jesus fulfilled. And Jesus fulfilled the prophecy even after his death. So you can't say that Jesus' death was self-fulfilling prophecy. He couldn't control what happened after he died when Joseph gave him his tomb, right? And so well, there's so much, uh, uh, I guess, evidence for the resurrection of Jesus. More evidence goes. What's the account, the first uh, account of Jesus's resurrection. We have Mary, who goes to the tomb. Right, they're 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 going to the tomb and 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 they're doing their normal Jewish rituals and routines, you know, to to the body and stuff like that. And they pull up to the scene, uh, as Two Chains likes to say, with the ceiling missing, whatever that means, right? Uh, <laughs> they pull up to the scene though, and the rocks rolled away, the stones rolled away. They're the very first people to notice this. Do you, do, do you see a flaw with that? How would the rock have moved? Okay, one, I, that's, a good, that's a good point. That moves into another theory, not the one I'm talking about, but we'll go ahead and discover that right now. How would the rock move? Okay, the rocks then were so bad, big. This is what is known as the Roman seal, okay? The Roman seal, uh, in fact, was, was where they would put Roman guards on guard for the grave. And the reason why they did this specifically in this case was because there were rumors that the Jews were going to take Jesus' body and steal it and say that he rose again. So the Romans, they didn't want this riffraff, and so they had the Roman seal on his grave. And this included a huge immovable stone um, it had to take several people to move this thing well what happens is is the Roman soldiers uh, they fall asleep now one might say well if the stone rolled away don't you think they would have woken up to that right they would have heard it absolutely for sure. absolutely they would have heard it and but but the Bible says specifically that God put them to sleep and so I, I mean I don't know though. Some people, and I, I'm looking at one right now, who can sleep through everything. I mean, it, <laughs> it doesn't matter if World War III is happening outside our window. You're going to be asleep through it. Now, I'm, I'm not going to die on that hill as far as that argument goes. <laughs> but, you know, there, there is the argument about that. And so the Roman seal was so strong that, again, if somebody steals Jesus' body, these Roman soldiers, they're going to be punished to death. I bet you they, they woke up and they were like, holy crap, and they ran away. They, they ran away from the scene because they did not have to want to deal 
with the repercussions of what just happened, right? And, and so we have uh, this theory, Madison says, well, couldn't you hear it? Now, the other theory that goes into it, and then I'll get back to my theory in which I was bringing this, but the other theory is, is that Jesus himself rolled the stone away. Okay, so let's go back to the theory uh, where he got drugged, okay? I think this is the swoon theory or something like that. He got drugged. This is the only way that Jesus would have survived the crucifixion. Furthermore, not only did Jesus not survive it, he got stabbed in the side, which was the final Roman uh, mark that that person was dead. He got stabbed, and water came rushing out of his body, which is actually a medical uh, sign of death. And so, uh, but but to but to go on, let's say none of that did happen. Let's say that the soldiers didn't do that, and Jesus got drugged, right? If anybody knows anything about drugs, you're not going to be strong enough to be one man and roll that huge Roman seal out of the way. And furthermore, if you are strong enough to do it by yourself, there's two guards standing outside that are going to hear you, right? Now, I want to go back to my theory. As we know, back in those days, there was a uh, prejudice, I guess you could say, against women. Why would I base the whole entire gospel off of the account of two women? Mary went to Jesus' tomb and was the first person to notice that he was gone. Why would I base the gospel off of that? If it's a lie, I would come up with a better lie. I would say Peter came, or I would say that that you know somebody else came and and, and saw Jesus's uh, uh, tomb empty. But they based the whole story off of something that was very unlikely to happen. And ultimately, the story here is one that God's going to use the wor worst, li most least likely people uh, to fulfill His plan, and He's also going. Uh, to, to make this story believable, you know, uh, people might say this is unbelievable because of this back in those days, but we look back now today and say, wow, they must have been telling the truth because they were willing to risk the truth based off the account of two women, which back in those days, they were not considered reliable. Yeah, reputable source. And so we see that. Now, I'd like to say I think it's really interesting because further on in this story, we see that the two women go and they tell uh, two disciples of Jesus who uh, then rush back to the scene of the tomb. Those two disciples was what the Bible refers as the one whom Jesus loves and Peter, right? And it says in the Bible that the one who Jesus loves outran the other. Well, who is the one that Jesus loves? It's John. It's John. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I ran track, so I outran the other person, and uh, I'm happy for that. I'm going to put that on my Instagram bio, maybe, <laughs> that I'm faster than Peter. Anyways, uh, so <laughs> that's an awesome account of that. But, yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think that, you know that they would be so willing to to put the validity of the gospel in the hands of two women who were not considered reputable back in those days. But God's good, right? Here's some more proof. Y'all want some more proof? Okay. We've also got a case where over 500 people, 500 people, now back in those days... All you needed was three people 
in order to consider or deem something reliable or truthful. So if you're writing a historical text, you need three witnesses in order to uh, deem something actually true. Okay, If you don't have those three witnesses, it's going to be harder for them to deem that as true. And so uh, back in those days, uh, that's what the kind of general requirement was. Well, we've got over 500 people who saw Jesus post-death who saw him post-death. We automatically know that Jesus died because the Roman soldiers stabbed him in the side. Jesus suffered. Not a single person uh, would come down off of that cross until they were dead. If they did come off that cross and they were not dead, the Roman soldiers suffered the death sentence. And so we see that uh, there's no accounts of that and there's no reason why the Roman soldiers would be willing to give their life. And so we know that Jesus died. We know that Jesus rose again. And now we know that 500 people at least have seen Jesus Jesus after he died and some people say well uh <laughs> it's just a mass hallucination <laughs> except for the fact that there has never been a documented case of a mass hallucination oh you knew that okay <laughs> where'd you learn that from Dr. Davis <laughs> yeah so I mean and all this stuff by the way I am repeating from a class that um I learned all this stuff from in college taught by the great Dr. Davis. And, and so, uh, you know, there hasn't been a mass hallucination. And if there is a... Actually, there has been mass hallucinations where several people have hallucinated. Not, I don't know if there has been to the extent of 500, but for sure, certainly not. There's never, ever, ever been a situation where 500 people are over have hallucinated the same thing the same in the same event thing in the same way you know and so this is pretty interesting and maybe if they did even if they did hallucinate the same thing you might say well this is the first time this has ever happened maybe maybe uh <laughs> jesus put that in their minds to hallucinate but I, I don't believe it was a hallucination it was them actually seeing the physical representation of jesus but you know there's also more proof and, and i would say the proof is in what we see today and that's the act and the movement of the holy spirit you know and and we see it within our lives uh when god will kind of intervene for us like i've, I've seen in my life where sometimes i'll be praying for people and all of a sudden i get the urge that maybe god's want me to pray for protection maybe god's want me to pray for safety or or for provision and i don't know these people from adam and yet these people tell me you don't believe the impact of what you just said had on me because I needed that exact prayer, right? And so the Holy Spirit works in us today. And the reason why that shows proof and evidence of Jesus' resurrection is because uh, if Jesus is who he says he is, which is God, then we're going to see that the Holy Spirit is alive in us today. And, um, and so that's, that's really just the beauty, the beauty of this weekend uh, originally, Easter before Jesus was just a celebration. It was a celebration of the Passover of the Lamb. Where back over in Egypt, Moses, you know, he 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 went to Pharaoh several times and 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 begged for the freedom of the Israelites, and and Pharaoh kept denying it, and and so God said, "Listen, we're gonna have this night where we're gonna punish these Egyptians." And I want you, if you're an Israelite, I want you to put blood on your, your door. And I want you uh, to know that if you do that, 
you're going to be safe. And so this is the celebration of the Passover, and this is what we are celebrating this week. And thankfully, we get to celebrate it in even a fresher way because Jesus passed over for, over us so that we could be forgiven of our sins, that we could not suffer death, and that we could experience eternal life with him. Also, a quick little fun story. I don't know if anyone else has heard this song, and I cannot for the life of me ever find the actual like title of this song. I have tried and tried and tried, but I was in a little church play, and one of the songs was Passover, Passover, please pass over me, for see the lamb has died instead. You ain't going to sing that? No, I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> and so if anyone has heard the song or knows what I'm talking about and knows the name of this song. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I know, but it's in a play. And so if anyone else has been in a play or seen this play, they might know. I guess, does that make me a heathen for not? No, because it's probably just some random church play. <laughs> but I would love to know the name of this song. And every Easter, I bring it up to friends and family, and I have not been and able to find knows. it. Aw, well... That's uh, that's awesome. Hopefully you guys can do that. Just go ahead and like and comment and, and, and maybe text us if you know our numbers. But yeah, um, Easter is here, man. It's, it's We just celebrated Good Friday. It's just a great day and a great weekend to celebrate really what Jesus has done for us. I would encourage you folks, if you are able to just really remember Jesus for what he did and be super thankful for him. Regardless of where you are at in your walk, Jesus did all of this for you and, and has no desire except for you to be closer to him. So guys, please just draw close to him. And as the Bible says, when we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or any prayer requests, please go ahead and comment or message us. And we would love to get and connect with you guys. We love you. Thank you for joining us on our Righteous Rebuild podcast, a podcast where restoration takes place. Jesus loves you. Mm-hmm.